to WMNF for a lot, giving us uh, the venue to be able to have the show uh, and also the guidance of with COVID protocols and so forth throughout uh, the past, you know, um, let's say 20 months or so, right? Since March of last year. And so 21 months now. And so, um, yeah, and it's, it's been, it is a little bittersweet. I will say that, you know, uh, but I've been super fortunate just to be a part of something that's much greater than myself. And um, it's been amazing. Truly, it's been an amazing experience. Again, thank you to all our guests and all our listeners over the course of the three years that I've been involved but over the nine plus years that the show's been around, right? Uh, and it's just been incredible, incredible. Uh, again, shout out to some of the OGs like Tina and Marilyn and Jamal, uh, you know, Nicole and Claire and Prince, you know, Don Scott and Coach Don and Nestor. Uh, thank you all so much for dedicating your, your time here to this show. I really appreciate it. Let's go to NPR break. We'll be right back. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The U.S. sent two and a half million doses of Moderna COVID-19 vaccines to Taiwan today. NPR's Amy Held reports a donation triples an earlier pledge and also comes with geopolitical implications. The vaccines left Memphis and arrived at the airport outside Taipei Sunday aboard a China Airlines cargo plane. Taiwan's health minister was there and said he was touched to see them. The American Institute in Taiwan, which serves as the de facto U.S. Embassy, said in a statement that the donation, quote, reflects our commitment to Taiwan. The self-governed democracy is claimed by China. Taiwan accuses Beijing of blocking vaccine access as it confronts a surge of the virus. Just around 6% of its 24 million people are at least partially vaccinated. Beijing has been ramping up pressure against Taiwan militarily. Last week, China flew 28 warplanes into Taiwan-controlled airspace, the largest reported incursion to date. Amy Held, NPR News. A new report from the Kaiser Family Foundation finds that Asian immigrants have been struggling with fear and discrimination during the pandemic. Here's NPR's Ping Huang. The researchers surveyed more than a thousand Asian Americans, mostly first-generation immigrants from low-income areas, served by community health centers. One in three experienced more discrimination this past year, getting treated poorly in stores or denied jobs and housing. And they avoided accessing health services because of concerns over the cost. Tu Quach works with Asian Health Services, a care provider in Oakland. These findings truly substantiate what we in the Asian community health centers have known to be true all along, that our patients have been both blamed and ignored during the pandemic. Last month, President Biden established a White House initiative to address anti-Asian violence and disparities. Ping Huang, NPR News. Michigan set to lift its orders limiting large gatherings and requiring masks this week. Carol Vega of member station WKAR reports. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the state will move up its state to lift nearly all coronavirus restrictions from July 1st to June 22nd. Capacity in indoor and outdoor settings will increase to 100% and face masks will no longer be required. The governor credits a large drop in case rates and hospitalizations, along with a steady rise in the number of residents who received a COVID-19 vaccine for the decision. State data shows half of Michiganders are fully vaccinated and more than 60% have gotten their first shots. The announcement caps a dramatic turnaround in the state. In April, Michigan was a national hotspot for COVID-19 infections. For NPR News, I'm Karel Vega in Lansing. The latest round of nuclear talks between Iran and six world powers has adjourned, but the European Union's envoy gave no indication of when the talks aimed at reviving the Iran nuclear deal will resume. In Israel today, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett told his cabinet that the election of Ibrahim Raisi as Iran's next president should serve as a wake-up call for world powers. 
This is NPR. Officials in Arizona are blaming the extreme heat that's baking the southwest for the spread of a wildfire near the mountain towns of Strawberry and Pine, northeast of Phoenix. A fire has forced evacuations. In the deep south, the worry is more about flash flooding. What is now Tropical Depression Claudette is moving through the region, battering parts of Georgia and the Carolinas today after coming ashore yesterday southwest of New Orleans. In southeast Washington state, a major tract of farmland nearly as large as Manhattan has been auctioned off in a major bankruptcy. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints bought the land for about $210 million. The Northwest News Network's Anna King has more. The property includes nearly 12,000 acres, a slew of lucrative Columbia River water rights, and a 35,000-head cattle feeding operation. Historian Betsy Gaines Quammen wrote a recent book on the church. She says it's not surprising they fought hard to win the bid for the land with western drought deepening. It's not just the Mormon church that, that has anxiety about current circumstances, but they are in a unique position to acquire this huge expensive property and secure resources. The farm has been embroiled in bankruptcy after a massive cattle rustling fraud was exposed in December. For NPR News, I'm Anna King. In golf, today's the final round of the U.S. Open in San Diego. Three players share the lead. Mackenzie Hughes, Russell Henley, and Louis Ustazen. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Kauffman Foundation, working together with communities to break down barriers and prepare all people for success in their jobs and careers as employees or entrepreneurs. More online at Kauffman.org. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. Welcome back to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5. That is the last time I will be playing that, uh, at least in the near future, uh, that Welcome Back. So That's funny. I didn't even know what Welcome Back Carter was. I didn't grow up with that, so I had to look it up, and so it was kind of funny. Uh, so again, you are listening to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5, over 40 years radioactive. This is your host, Joshua. Um, and uh, if you want to partake in any of the conversations we're having today, 813-239-9663. Text us at 813-433-0885 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. Uh, before we continue on to uh, other topics, I have to give a huge shout out. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Juneteenth is an official federal holiday. The 12th federal holiday has been signed, passed by both the House and the Senate. In the Senate, it passed unanimously, which is amazing. Uh, and in the House, it passed uh, with a vote of 415 to 414, right? So there was 14 Republicans who voted against the bill. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and uh, and then President Joe Biden signed it on Thursday. And then the first official holiday became Friday. I believe it became into effect immediately. So essentially uh, all federal workers have the day off on Friday because of the 12th officially recognized 12th federal holiday. Now, for those of you who are questioning what is Juneteenth. Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, when Union soldiers brought the news of freedom to enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas. 
two months after the Confederacy had surrendered. And it was also about two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation freed slaves in southern states. It's the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Day was created in 1983. And I am quoting AP News here. Uh, and so absolutely just really um, great moment for this country, in my opinion, to recognize the importance of Juneteenth uh, and the importance of the ending of slavery, right? You know, slavery is just a, it's a, it's, it's a scar in our history. It must be recognized and it must we must acknowledge its existence, but we also must move forward. And I think commemorating Juneteenth is a step in the right direction and moving forward in the healing process of this dark chapter in the American history. And so um, with that being said, let's get to a caller here real quick while I look up some of the comments from the 14 representatives who voted against Juneteenth. Uh, can't wait to hear that. Uh, let me get to a caller real quick. Good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Good morning, Joshua. Chris Steiner here in Clearwater. Hey, Chris. Hey. Uh, good to hear from you, man. How you doing? I, I regret that you're going off the air uh, for mm. now. But, um, you know, um, I think that uh, the WMNF mission statement is important. And it says uh, WMNF is a listener-supported community radio station that celebrates cultural diversity and is committed to equality, peace, and economic justice. WMNF provides broadcasts and other forms with a grassroots local emphasis that promote creative, musical, and political vitality. That's a quote. So um, is it true that music is going to replace the show? Uh, so uh, the I got to look at, took a look at the schedule again, but I know from 8 to 10 in the morning is going to be the Sunday Forum, I believe, which will be technically our time slot. So uh, Sunday Forum is going to move to an earlier time slot, and then I believe it's the only public affairs show on Sunday mornings now. So that's Walter in the Fourth Estate. All right. Well, um, yeah, I wish that we would have an increase in talk shows because I see in recent years that WMNF is reducing the number of talk shows. And like uh, the Drive Time show was eliminated many years ago. Um, and others also pointed out the disregard for the mission statement. And I do like music. You know, I have on my radio show a lot of music. Sometimes I play it long, uh, but um, I'm not a DJ. I just like... You know, I know how influential it can be, but I know there are times that people are so um, in such a mental state, it has no effect. Uh, it doesn't really do much. Maybe a little bit of um, information is what they need, some news they can use. And um, because WMNF, uh, the website reports that all the sponsorship is corporate, uh, 30% is corporate, I mean, of all the sponsorship, um, I wonder if any corporate sponsors has any influence and uh, I've been thinking for years that a, a house divided can't stand. So speaking of the Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> but, you know, it's really going back to Christ <laughs> when, when, you know, he was suspected of being of the devil. And his answer was that a house divided can't stand, uh, which I interpret to mean that um, evil doesn't have any therapeutic energy. So I think that, um, you know, if, if the station had a, a better focus on uh, becoming more into activism. And uh, I, I think that they have a lot more success because, you know, it's such a big broadcast area and you cover the, the McDill Air Force Base, Northcom area. There's a lot of pro-peace knowledge that can be passed on to those folks. Mm -hmm. Help persuade them, too. So, um, you know, it's such a big broadcast area over so many counties, so much uh, positive could be done. Yeah, and I think that's one of the challenges, right? Because we're, we're trying to increase listenership as a station, right? And so there's over 
two million people, I believe, in the radius of the of the antenna. And so, you know, we want to increase that listenership. And so, this is, uh, you know, uh, somebody just emailed us, and I'll get to that email in a second. But essentially. There's some programming changes going into effect, I believe, starting tomorrow. And so, uh, again, today is the last Urban Cafe show in the current format, at least. Um, and, and I just want to reiterate for all our listeners that this was a decision made by myself and our, the co-hosts. We just couldn't fit in the new programming schedule with 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 our lives, basically. And so, uh, so it was not the station canceling our show it was us you know not being able to reapply because we were given the chance to and we just couldn't do it we couldn't make it happen in the current format that may change and you know in the future who knows but chris chris um, i I thought that uh, as a matter of donations as to how whether a show stayed on the air um i'm sure that's a component too but i do know i mean we were all given an opportunity to reapply and so Mm -hmm. yeah well if i could just say to daryl from a about a month ago, uh, I did not tell him to get educated. I said, uh, research, <laughs> but I was wrong in that too, because there is no way to do research on these COVID vaccines. The studies don't end until 2023. So you are the research if you're taking the, the shots. So I wanted to be very technical there and, and that, yeah, there is research to do, but, uh, I think it's most important, um, that, it's pointed out that we have an ongoing global genocide right now in the U.S. deaths, uh, according to two weeks ago, or 5,165. In the last six months of all the COVID shots, that's the official government database. Okay, well, well, all right. Well, Kurt, Chris, I do. Thank you. I, I don't want to get into COVID conversation but um, on the last show. But thank you, Chris. I do appreciate your time. Report on it in a future show. Maybe you'd have more freedom to speak. I don't know. Uh, you're okay. welcome to call into my show at deliberationstation.com Tuesdays, 8 to 10. All right. Uh, six four to see. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you, Chris. We, we do got a bunch of callers, though. Chris, that's, again. That's more, that's more than the entire 30 years of air for all vaccines combined. All right. Thank, thank you, Chris. I do appreciate it. I got I to gotta jump to some other callers. I think, do appreciate it, though. Thank you. Uh, Chris, a uh, long-time caller, long-time listener. Um, let's go ahead and get to another person who's been patiently waiting. Uh, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Let me get off the air real quickly. I won't be able to, I won't be able to break the rules anymore. <laughs> and, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Simon! My God, I agree with you. You're right. And let me say this. This, this, how how can I say this? We draw the line here. No father. God bless you, Joshua. <laughs> Thank you, there. I appreciate that. And so, uh, that, see, this is what the show does, bridging the gap between Simon and Daryl. Look at that. It's beautiful. And so, uh, you know, Honestly, you know, uh, again, a little emotional here listening to everyone calling in as well as all the text messages and emails that are just flooding the inbox right now. Um, Just super fortunate, absolutely fortunate. Many people of faith would say blessed. And so um, just to have the opportunity, have had the opportunity to be the, the host, to have all you avid listeners uh, tune into the station. And I hope, I truly encourage all of you to continue to support the WMNF mission uh, as I will uh, in a volunteer fashion, as well as being a member of, Circle, of the Circle of Friends family. Um, getting to some emails real quick before we get to callers. Uh, I am a faithful listener. You are my family. I love you. I am out of the loop about the program changes and just tuned in. Can you please tell us again what is happening to your show and the station? Deb and Lutz. Hey, Deb. Uh, and so uh, essentially there's some programming changes. Uh, they're moving, I believe, to a one-hour, two-hour public affairs on Sunday mornings. 
That will be the Sunday Forum with Walter and his crew, the Fourth Estate. That's an absolutely phenomenal show. Walter always has uh, some very poignant conversations and great guests on that show. So I highly encourage you to continue to tune in on Sunday mornings uh, for that. Uh, the Urban Cafe, per se, will stop um, after today um, in the current format. We may return on an HD channel or some other format. Who knows? That's yet to be decided by myself and the crew, uh, you know, and DT, who's technically the producer and owner of the show. Uh, and so, again, shout out to DT for giving me the opportunity to be here. Um, just incredible it's been an incredible journey uh got another email from nerman i hate bud good to hear from you um urban cafe josh i'm very upset and sad Um, i'm not going to read the second part here but peace and love nerman nerman you are fantastic i really appreciate it thank you um let's go ahead and get to another call has been patiently waiting uh good morning caller what is your name and where are you calling us from my name is gabe i'm calling from pinellas park Hey, Gabe. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Um, I'm really sad to hear that this show is not going to be back on. I'm sure the new show at the earlier time slot will cover these subject matters that are very important to this country and the people that live in it mm-hmm. that want mm-hmm. freedom and justice for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, my my family, my in-law family, is pretty split up right now between Republicans and Democrats. And what I've noticed is the Republicans are very fascist in the way that they support the country and claim that they are patriots and, you know, assume that if you're not uh, a gun person per se or you want gun laws or gun restrictions or, you know, and these are people that have served in the military and had friends die at the hands of weapons. You know, let's be clear, guns are only made to do one thing and that's kill something. Yeah, You know, whether it's to protect you or provide for your family. And another thing to be said about the Second Amendment was that there was never going to be a standing military or army. Those That was meant for militias, you know, um, everybody have a gun type deal. It's just really scary, the fascism that's going on in this country right now. I'm already seeing DeSantos and Trump 2024. Mm-hmm, sure. mm-hmm. I mean, and... I don't know if you've seen at some of these rallies, there's Nazi flags, there's Confederate flags. Those flags aren't even supposed to be flown. I mean, <laughs> you know what? You know what flag I saw the other day, Gabe? So, um, you know how Florida became famous for the boat rallies, right? And so, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I was on a boat uh, with uh, you know one of my one of my good friends, and uh, I saw you know the typical Trump flag, right? No surprise there. But then I saw another flag that said huge, huge, just the same size. It was actually bigger than the Trump flag, and it said stop the steal. This is literally like two weeks ago, right? So like, it, my, it just boggles my mind. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, you know, I live in Pinellas County, but almost every, uh, once a month, I can go down towards the beach and on the bridge, there's a bunch of Oh, yeah. People. Yeah, especially I mean, over there by Clearwater by Sankey, right? So Yeah, the, uh, I don't understand what world these people are living in. This guy actually said years ago that he could lie to all these Republicans and they still vote for him. Yeah. I mean, and that's on record, that's on video. <laughs> and just the fact that, you know, anything that is going on with, you know, people of color in this country, the Republicans roll out that guy in North Carolina, his slogan is from Plantation to Congress or something. I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, and he just talks about how, you know, everybody's making a big deal out of this. There's definitely a problem in this country, and there's an undertone with people 
that that want this fascist type of society where one race is better than the other. Well, it is amazing to me that we haven't come anywhere from the 60s. We, we have not evolved as a society. And some people would say we've evolved, you know. Um, the, to hear last week the stories about Nazi prisoners being treated better than black soldiers that laid their life on the line for this country is just disgusting. It made me want to puke. But then I realized that there's a lot of these people who just hide. They hide, and then when their guy comes out, they come out of the woodwork, you know, and I look at all this, you know, you mm-hmm. give these guys a flag and a sticker, and they got something to say, yeah. you know. And, they, and, and I do apologize, Gabe, we have a couple yeah. of calls you got to get to. I hope, I hope that the conversations of, of this show are continued on the new earlier show, and I appreciate what you guys do. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling all the love. I feel really amazing to, to feel all this love. Uh, callers, we are coming up short on time, so I'm gonna let's uh, try to keep our comments brief here. Uh, you listen to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5. Um, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? This is Alvaro. How are you? Hey, what's up, my man? How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm, I'm doing fine. Is Jamal there with you? No, I'm, I'm by my solo today. Okay. Uh, well, uh, sorry to. Uh to hear that, uh, that the, show in, the show is going off the air. Actually, I, I knew for a good while that uh, that, that was happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I wanted to say about the thing today uh, uh, that uh, the anti-lynching bill still has not passed. You know? I know. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it's incredible to, to think that something that we thought was uh, uh, kind of uh, over, uh, you know, that, that those kind of things, uh, have uh, have been uh, already uh, realized by most people to be wrong that the Senate still cannot pass an anti-lynching bill. No, I I just don't get it. I don't understand what they're thinking. Like I don't understand. Yeah, I I, I think it says a lot for for uh, for the thinking today and for what is going on. And I agree with the the uh, person I called just uh, just now uh, in that uh, things have gone backwards. You know, mm-hmm. they they have regressed from from the sixties. From the sixties and seventies, and and even the eighties, you know, we have going backwards. Okay. Well, Alvaro, thank you, and thank you for 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 you know your friendship uh, to me and to the show, and and I really appreciate uh, everything. Thank you, Alvaro. You you have a wonderful show, and you've done a really good job. And uh, I am sorry that the station has taken this uh, this path of uh, not uh, recognizing the uh, the work uh, you know that has been done. You are the only. Latino uh, talk show hosts that we have had uh, for years and years, and one of the best in the in the uh, in the station, you know. So thank you, uh, thank you. You know, I, I think that uh, that uh, we're losing a lot. So take care. Take care, Alvaro. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, and I support Clay too. I mean, somebody. Uh, 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 what is his name? Uh, Simon with uh, humming him attacks uh, against uh, Clay. No good. You know, <laughs> yeah, a wonderful yeah. person. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, buddy. Take care. Take, Take care. care. Thank you. Uh, Alvaro, um, really appreciate that. I uh, got an email here. Uh, Gonzo here. I will miss you guys. The most intellectual discussions at the station. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. Um, man, just incredible the love that we're getting here. We're coming up on the end of the show. I do want to play a song uh, as we head, head out, um, but let me, let me get to these last two callers. Uh, good morning. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Um, good morning. Um, this is Miss G. Nay, Misty. Um, 
Uh, hi. And I haven't called in in a while, but I just wanted to express that I've been listening way back, like 40 years ago. Okay. Um, with Pastor Mason and um, Pastor Hauser on had two shows. Oh, wow. Night and Sunday morning. And then um, it, the information that I have received throughout the years and have turned other people on to the information and so forth have been very beneficial. And I just, I'm saddened to hear that more and more and more that a lot of public affair information is being cut back and which is dumbing down our society. Hmm. And, um, and it's kind of saddened me. But um, like I said, um, I have been supporting and even not calling in doing fundraising, but just sending my check in. Um, but I'm very sad to hear that the new management is taking this route because the ones who can listen in the weekday can, um, you know, able to listen. But I mostly listen on the weekend, which is very helpful to me. And um, so you're cutting off a certain segment of um, the community mm-hmm. and making these decisions. And um, so that's all I wanted to say and tell Jamal. I'm going to miss him <laughs> <laughs> and your show as well. All right. So God bless all of you and um, keep up the good work wherever you may go. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. D. We appreciate that. All Take right. Care. Take care. All right. And so, again, this is Joshua, the host of the Urban Cafe. Um, just so many people to thank. Just number one, DT, Dwayne Terry. CTO of WMNF, the original creator of the Urban Cafe, uh, many moons ago, handed it off the reins to me about three years ago. Uh, incredible growth opportunity and just cherished every moment of it. And I really appreciate it. Uh, Jamal, uh, much love to you. Thank you for everything you've done. You know, uh, Don Scott, Coach Don, Nestor, all of you, you know, uh, Tina, Marilyn, Claire, Prince. All of you, thank you so much for everything you've given to me on this show and to the community. To our listeners out there, thank you so much. Please continue to support WMNF uh, you know, uh, as we move forward with these programming changes. Uh, shout out to Tempest and the Righteous Temple of Hip Hop. Shout out to Walter and the Fourth Estate. I love you guys. Um, I'm a Boricua, proud Puerto Rican. And uh, I want to sign off uh, with... Uh, Fiel a la Vega, which is one of my favorite bands from Puerto Rico, singing a song called Boricua en la Luna, which means uh, Puerto Rican on the moon. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off the Urban Cafe for the last time with Fiel a la Vega, Boricua en la Luna, uh, live. Take care, everyone. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and I've really cherished this experience. Thank you so much. Desde las ondas del mar Son besos a su orilla Una mujer de aguadilla Vino a New York a cantar Pero no solo a llorar Un largo llanto y morir De ese llanto yo nací Como en la lluvia una fiera Y vivo en la larga espera 
de cobrar lo que perdí Acercaba un pe- 